0: Hey everybody, this is Don Tooley from Charlotte, North Carolina with the latest episode of Going to the Show with Tools, where I talk about uh, live music in Charlotte, North Carolina and the area. Uh, this is episode 10, and uh, the first episode of 2020. So, uh, happy new year to everyone. Uh, hope uh, everyone survived the holidays and got through. And uh, I know we're having a little bit of a cold stretch here in, in Charlotte, but I hope everybody's uh, doing well and ready to hear about some music and check out some music uh coming out around town so we kind of went through a little slow bit of shows uh between the end of november and december we were a ton of reviews to go through or talk about shows coming up and you know we had a guest down and stuff like that but uh we're back to a pretty pretty busy schedule going on so we got some great stuff to talk about uh so we'll hop into that and uh along with some feedback i got from some of my listeners i'm going to um Stick with the monthly format of doing show reviews and talk about shows coming up. But then I'm going to do the guest segment, just kind of separate and be separate uh, broadcasts. So that came along with some feedback. The next one I want to do is a discussion of fish. And uh, I got my friends lined up that I want to talk about fish with for a show. But you wouldn't believe that it's hard getting four hippie jam band fans to the same place at the same time to actually complete this. So if you're any of my friends who you know I've already asked, let's uh, get this on the books and get it done. (laughs) But uh, I think that's what I'll do uh, going forward. Then the guest segments can be a separate broadcast and then uh, the regular uh, show stuff will be another episode. So just a little programming note, heads up on that one. Uh, So look forward to some good guest segments uh, coming up. So last month, what did I see in uh, Charlotte? There was a number of shows I saw, so let's let's dive in. The first show I saw was at Neighborhood Theater, and it was uh, Night of Funk. It was a uh, band, uh, April Being the Cool. Uh, they opened up for uh, Yo, Yo Mama's Big Fat Booty Band that I've seen a few times. Uh, it was a really good show, really good night. It was on Monday the 30th, uh, December, so the night before... New Year's Eve and also on a Monday. So I wasn't sure what kind of crowd they were going to draw, but they drew a really good crowd uh for a Monday night. Uh your mama's is out of Asheville, but they have um they play Charlotte quite a bit and they have a good following. So there was a really good crowd there and and people were really into it in neighborhood and people were working the dance floor and all that stuff. So um cool night. But uh April B and the cool I had not seen before. Uh they were they were a good band. I really enjoyed them. April B. Uh, is the is the front woman uh, singer? She's got a great voice. They're kind of billed as funk, but I found them to be kind of more of a mix with rock in there too. Um, they had kind of an interesting sound. Um, they did uh, originals and they did uh, some cool covers as well. And um, it was funny. The reason, the only, the biggest reason I would put them in the rock rock category is their guitarist, the lead guitarist, loved ripping big-time rock solos, guitar solos, and not on every tune, but on quite a few of them. And um, I didn't know uh, what the cover, uh, one of the covers they did. It was like a total funk dance song, and he just kept ripping into these uh, rock rock god uh, guitar solos, which was funny. So they were a mix of sound, but it was cool. It was original. I, I, I enjoyed them, and I would, uh, would check them out again. But uh, Yo Mama's Big Fat Booty Band was definitely the stars of the show. Uh, they played a, a great set, had everybody dancing. Uh, people were totally into the show. Uh, some of the songs you may want to check out online that, that I enjoyed. They did a song called 24-7. They did a song called Free Fall. And uh, they closed the night with uh, Renegades of Funk, uh, cover by uh, Rage Against the Machine, of course. And that was, that was awesome. But um, there was a, a side story, as as I can often get diverted, but definitely one of those you only see at the show kind of things. Uh, so if you've been in the neighborhood, you know how it's set up in the main room and, you know, theater with the seats ripped out and sloped floor and stuff. And I went to the show solo, so I was kind of standing off to the right of the stage and, uh, you know, just grooving and, and bopping all night and stuff and having a good time. And probably halfway, two-thirds into the show. And like I said, it was a Monday night nota. NODA. Uh, there was probably three, four couples that come in, you know, the second half of the show and they were dressed nicer than if they were going to show at the neighborhood uh, theater. They definitely looked like a corporate group and, you know, just left a holiday dinner or some kind of work dinner or something like that. And you could tell some of them had more drinks than the others. You know, they were, they were having a time and uh, decided to come in and check out the show. And so they were a mix of ages, probably from like mid to late twenties, you know, to people in their fifties and, and you could tell some people it was their spouse and other people it was coworkers getting a little friendlier than they probably get during the workday. It was it was really funny to watch. And uh there were these two women who were definitely dancing up a storm. One seemed to be with her husband, and uh there was another another girl who was trying to get one of her coworkers to dance. This is all my interpretation, of course, and as you know, we like to uh check out strangers and make up stories about them or or judge them. <laughs> so this is <laughs> fully what's going on here in the story. But uh, so this young girl was trying to get this guy to dance and he'd dance a little bit, you know, then she'd like, you know, kind of rub up against her or take a little further and he'd kind of peel back. But so it was fun to watch. But the other thing part of the story was there was this shorter girl, and her height doesn't have anything to do with it, I guess, but I describe her as a shorter girl. And she was videoing everything. <laughs> and she was just having the time of her life. You know, if, if some of the actual couples were like rubbing up against each other all my she was over there videoing it. And the girl who was trying to get a coworker to dance more, she was videoing them. And she was just having so much fun uh videoing her coworkers, or at least what I interpreted to be coworkers out having an evening. Because You could tell they were friendly, but not really friends, you know, like tight group of friends or anything like that. So that's where I came up with the corporate thing and the way they were dressed. But, um, I was like, you are the girl nobody likes, (laughs) like everyone's polite to you, (laughs) but you don't have any good friends and you don't like your coworkers and you're having a time getting video and pictures of them when they've had a little too much to drink or where they're out having fun. So I just picture her her as the girls when they say, okay, you know, anybody have anything else? Otherwise we'll wrap up the meeting. She's asking a question, you know, she's making people get together for the office birthdays when they really don't care to, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, it was, it was amusing to watch. So even though it was a great night of music and, and out supporting two bands and dancing and having a good time, there was also some, uh, uh sociological study going on and enjoying the crowd, which, which always makes the night a little bit better so that was the first show of the month uh, sorry for the diversion hope you enjoyed that but uh, the next show it was um, really cool because I, I know I've said on the podcast a few times I need to support jazz some more and I did get out and support some jazz I uh, went to go see the Ron Brendel Quartet and a couple neat tie-ins here uh, my buddy Paul is uh, studying bass and and taking it and he's real passionate about it and he takes lessons uh, with Ron Brendel He's kind of a stalwart stalwart in the um, Charlotte jazz community on bass. He plays in the Zyad uh, band that plays at uh, the Beckler that I've checked out before. So it was Ron and his o band, and they were playing at Middle C Jazz Club, which is the new jazz club, Uptown. Uh, kind of exciting that Charlotte has a dedicated jazz club opening. Um, they opened, I'll, it's we're in January now, so I'd probably say they opened end of November, December, but they got a lot of buzz on social media about it, and some news coverage about it. They have a few different investors. It seems like a couple of brothers started, but they have some d- different investors involved, and um, got a little buzz. and And it was funny talking at my Panthers tailgate uh, with some some folks who are longtime Charlotte people in the area, and there's a few really big music fans in the group, and uh, 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 one of them was telling me what a vibrant. Jazz scene Charlotte had you know twenty thirty years ago, and there was these different clubs and different bands would play these different clubs and you know you could go out pretty much any time and see quality jazz which which I'd heard before from people, but it was really neat hearing um you know from someone I like and respect and know and you know hearing their their perspective on it so and he was talking about middle C and asked me if I'd been there yet, and I hadn't been there. So uh it was cool to get out there and see the venue. They did a really nice job with the setup of the club. It's uh right uptown. It's in a new new building that Wells Fargo built. The building's not completely built out yet, uh, but they're on the kind of first floor of the building. It's a little bit of a basement. Uh, You know, there's one of those you can see into it, but it's a few steps down off of uh, street level. But they did a great job with it. You walk in, you know, you get carted and your ticket and pay your tab or not your tab pay your cover all that stuff and then you walk in and they have a nice uh rectangle bar uh set up at the back of the room and then uh you know the stage up front obviously and then they have um several low four top tables uh kind of spread out around the stage and uh some high top high top tables behind that and they got um you know cocktail menu wine you know wine list uh champagne list you know, beers, um, nice service. The service was real good there. And then they have a, a limited food menu. They had like flatbreads and tapas, you know, kind of picky stuff that you know you'd share with the table. And uh my friend who I went with, uh he has a friend that's in the investment group. So he my buddy, you know, bought a membership of the club. They're selling memberships. And he and he asked me, he's like, Tools, you know anything about this jazz club opened up. And I said, Yeah, I so said it's got a lot of buzz. I said, I said, I'm going to be going there for a show. My friend's uh, uh, bass teacher's playing, probably go check it out. He's like, oh, he goes, well, I bought a membership and, uh, you know, I want to see it, see what it's about. You know, should we go up? And I'm like, yeah, definitely. So uh, me and my friend Steve went up and and we had a really nice evening. Uh, we were able to park on the street for free right outside. Uh, like I said, the venue was real nice. Service was good. Uh, we got there probably about an hour, the sh- hour before the show. So we could uh, have something to drink and have some food. And, uh, the Ron Brendel quartet was excellent. They put on a really good show. Uh, Ron dedicated the show to all songs composed by basis. So, uh, that was a really neat approach to it. They played a, a wide mix of stuff. Um, uh, and he had a great, great band with him. He had, you know, himself on bass. He had a drummer, a, a keyboardist and a guitarist, uh, which was interesting cause there was no brass, you know, no horns, uh, anything like that, which, which, you know, I think of brass, you know, and, and horns when I think of jazz and I enjoy jazz guitar, but sometimes it can, it can wear a little thin on me after a while, but this band was excellent and didn't miss the horns at all. And the guitarist was excellent. And uh, they all took turns soloing and, and laying out and stuff like that. And It was just a really great evening of jazz. And I was really glad I got to go up there and, and check out the new venue and support it. And uh, I'll definitely be keeping an eye out, you know, at the uh, schedule up there to see who else is coming that I can uh, see up there. It looks, it looks like they're doing, you know, not just jazz, but doing some R&B and soul stuff. Like they had a, uh, they're doing like a Stevie Wonder tribute night and they had somebody come in and sing Luther Van Gros, um you know, uh, songs, stuff like that. So they're doing a little bit of a mix of stuff, but, you know, staying in that uh, jazz genre, definitely. So, um, want to tip the hat to middle c jazz club for stepping out there and opening up and also congratulate them on uh what looks to be a very successful launch and and build out and and all that stuff they had a great great crowd for a thursday night uh evening we were there so thumbs up on middle c if you're into, into jazz check out their calendar and uh see if there's anything there you want to check out and then um the next show i went to was a little different for me and, and kind of shows the importance of using your um, uh, resources, you know, to find out about shows and stuff like that. Cause people ask me a lot, like, Oh, you go to so many shows, how you find out about them. And I'm like, well, there's this thing called the internet <laughs> You know and I've been saying that for years. And that's really how I find out about shows. And you know, I'm just kind of religious about following stuff on social media or searching for stuff and checking venues, websites and social media feeds and, and and that's how i get to my stuff and and i found i should do a show dedicated to that actually um but there's this twitter account of um a website nc red dirt uh you know which focuses on a lot of country and americana and and all country stuff and um, their twitter feed is excellent and pretty much they highlight any and all shows in north carolina that uh fit into their kind of scope of music and um they also keep a website with a calendar, but I saw on their Twitter account that there was a couple artists coming to thirsty beaver, uh, saloon on uh, Plaza Midwood on central Ave. And I know they, they do some music there. I know they do a Sunday gospel thing. I've had some friends go check that out, but I didn't really know they brought in music like touring acts kind of things. And I love the thirsty beaver. If you've been there, you know, it's one of the best dive bars in, in Charlotte and it's, completely unique and completely classic and um i'd only been there in there drinking i haven't i haven't seen music there but uh so i was psyched when i saw it on nc red dirt that two artists were coming and you know i wanted to check it out so the two artists were uh, adam lee and justin wells and i guess they both perform with bands usually but you know with the smallness of um uh, the the beaver and stuff like that. It was just, it was just the two guys and they played solo separate and then came together at the end and sang some songs together. But um, the show started at 10. How's that able to gather off the um, internet, but I couldn't figure out what the cover was or if there would be a cover. So I got up there about quarter to 10 and no cover, you know, you just walked in the bar, you know, as you normally would and stuff. And the way they handled uh, the door it was, and I hadn't seen this really in Charlotte much as they just passed the jar, you know, during about halfway through the first guy's act, who was Adam Lee, they passed the jar and throw in what you want to throw in. And then, uh, during the second guy it was the same thing. Halfway through his act, somebody, you know, walked around with a, a jar and, and, um, a bucket and collected tips for him, which is fabulous. I've seen that out in Nashville at a couple of clubs, but I haven't seen that um, much here in Charlotte. So it was cool, you know, so you're enjoying it. You throw in and, you know, if you're enjoying it and having a few beers, maybe throwing some more, you know, however it works. But um, I love I love to see that there. So um, Adam Lee was up first. Um, he kind of had this real deep baritone kind of voice, like a, a Johnny Cash kind of kind of sound, you know, not really totally Johnny Cash, but deep voice. And uh, he had some really great songs. You know, he played uh, solo ac- acoustic. And sang him two songs uh, that he wa- that he did that I wanted to point out was um, um, uh, Show Folks, You Mean It. And then uh, the other one was uh, Just Waiting. Oh, God, my handwriting is awful. I apologize to Adam Lay. I believe it's Just Waiting on a Storm. So we'll see if that was the name of that. God, my handwriting is so bad. Sorry, Adam Lee. And I got got to talk to him in between sets, and he was a cool guy. So I apologize about butchering that. But uh, his set was real fun. And if you've been on the Thirsty Beaver, you know, it's real kitschy. There's just crap piled in everywhere. You know, there isn't a wall that's bare. And, you know, they have ledges around the ceiling and stuff like that filled with stuff. And uh, he had a really funny line after the second or third song. He looked up and there's always a TV in there up in the corner that it's always showing hee-haw. And he goes, you know, I played a lot of bars before where they leave the TVs out and their sports playing. he goes, but I haven't been in a bar before where hee-haw was on. <laughs> and I was like, perfect. <laughs> Thirsty Beaver uh, anecdote and notice there. So uh, he put a, on a good act. He was from Kentucky. And so so was the headliner, Justin Wells. And uh, Justin Wells, and I would say Adam Lee was threw in some like rockabilly kind of stuff you know along with, along with country but justin wells came up next real big guy kind of like a chris stapleton looking guy with long hair and all that you know facial hair and um he was total like country and americana stuff really good songwriter really cool voice great stage presence uh good storyteller stuff like that and i caught him before uh he went on and i said and because i had said on twitter i replied to North Carolina red door, like, Hey, thanks for the heads up on the show. I'm going to go check out, you know, two new acts and, and Justin, Justin replied on Twitter and said, Hey, be sure you say hi, thanks for coming. So I, when I bumped into him at the show, I'm like, Hey, I'm Don, You know, it's like to see you tonight, man. You know, have a good show and all that. And he's like, Oh, thanks man. And I said, and it was after Adam Lee played. And I said, Oh, you friends with Adam. You know, him? I said, I really enjoyed his set. He goes, yeah. And to kind of date himself and the music scene, he goes, I've known Adam since our, our, our MySpace days. <laughs> so that was uh, pretty funny cause I never took, took part in MySpace, but, uh, that's how far back they went and they were off, um, for the weekend doing some shows together. But, uh, like I said, Justin did a great set. Uh, some of his songs that you should definitely check out online if you like that genre is, uh, let your hair down a little more. Uh, I ain't leaving. And he did a great cover of, um, dire straits uh, you're so far away and totally changed it you know from the dire straits version made it his own it was really fantastic and um another couple songs he did were it will all work out and then the last one i wanted to point out was um um drunken poor ass dreams once again my handwriting let me down there but the name of that was "Drunk drunken poor ass dreams and he was great and he was really funny you know, it's a tiny setup in the beaver and they, they put the artist right up by the door. And it was funny about halfway through Justin's act, um, this real big guy kind of built like him and not quite as long hair, but long hair. And and the guy had a beard and stuff. And he came in to get a drink and, you know, from outside, he was outside smoking and it was right as Justin in a song. And he's like, Hey, look, my cousin came in tonight and they got joking around and stuff. And, uh, it, it, he's just real, real performer and artist. And, uh, great evening of music at uh thirsty beaver so uh, it was neat to go to a venue i'd i'd only been to for um drinking before and check out some really cool artists there and it, and it was cool too as well <clears throat> the guy from um the beaver i don't know if he's manager or one of the owners or something but he seemed to arrange the music and was working the sound for him and stuff and he gave really enthusiastic uh praise and introduction to justin and you know when it's time to pass the bucket you know really encourage people like this guy should be playing bigger venues and stuff and and really support this guy and at the end of the night when i was leaving i went up to the guy and shook his hand. and i said hey thanks for bringing those artists and i said i had a really good time tonight you know music was great and he's like thanks man he goes he goes that's just the kind of music i like and he goes justin's just getting back into it he took some time off after he had his kid he goes but he's gonna go places you know he's got it and, uh, you just love to see people supporting musicians like that and bringing them into town, you know, sharing with the audience, you know, that we are. So it, it you felt good at the end of that evening. It, it was cool night out. <clears throat> and then, um, the last show I saw was all, uh, local bands from North Carolina. And it was rock shows, which I don't get out, out to see too many rock bands lately. So I was really psyched to go, um, check out this show at snug harbor which snug harbor that's kind of what they do is local rock bands um it's another kind of dive bar in plaza midwood but it's um you know it's for it's for music it's a music club and uh i'd been through there a couple times and uh seen bands but nobody really too memorable or anything and it's always one of those places you might check the listings but you don't know anything about the bands and like, do I really want to go out there and check out something I might not like, you know, and stuff like that. But um, the headliner for this this lineup of bands was Hunger Girl, uh, who I'd seen some notices on social media and I listened to some of their stuff and I really liked them. I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, check these guys out. And it was a triple bill, um, a cheap cover. I think it was seven bucks or eight bucks to get in. But uh later show, their shows, there start later, start at 10. So I got there just about 10 and the first band that was on was uh Ancient Cities and they were great rock band quartet really unique uh uh sound a little bit of Weezer in there and indie rock but not completely they were just unique and really good and good songwriters um you know guitar bassist they had a guy on keys and guy on drums and and they were all good and and uh, really good singers and uh songs um just really enjoyed their set they were really good and um then the second band up was uh easy honey band they were out of charleston uh south carolina enjoyed them too they were a little bit different sound they were still rock but not as hard as ancient cities were ancient cities you know some of their tunes were, were very rock um but easy honey band was really good the only thing with them was it made me think of um the Jason Isbell drive by trucker song where, uh, <clears throat> you know, dad tells son, you know, never to sing with a fake British accent. And the two guys and easy honey band totally sung, sang sometimes <laughs> with a fake British accent. So you know, they pulled it off and stuff. It wasn't cheesy or bad or anything. but I kept thinking about that, uh, that song. Cause I love those two artists, Jason Isbell and, and truckers are two of my favorites. But, uh, so the funny thing where I, the reason why I mentioned that is they did a cover of, uh, I am the walrus by the Beatles and they killed it. And I'm like, of and it was maybe halfway two thirds through their set. Each band played a uh, half hour, 45 minutes. And then hungry girl probably, probably played 45 minutes to an hour. But um, I'm like, of course they're pulling off the Beatles. Perfect. That's, that's the way they like to sing, but uh, they rocked out. I am the walrus. And you know, it's a fun song. Everybody knows that everybody gets into it. And uh, it was cool. And it's funny with, you know, a lot of the music I do see now seems to be like some funk shows I've been seeing lately or some Americana or all country or bluegrass stuff. So you kind of get a lot of, you know, Dylan covers and, and uh, you know, Merle Haggard covers or Johnny Cash covers or, you know, the old bluegrass standards or, you know, the funk genre. You get the 60s and 70s songs covered. So to go back to some traditional Beatles covers was uh, refreshing and uh, fun to hear. So that was Easy Honey Band. And then Hungry Girl, they were the headliners. They probably came on about um uh, eleven thirty or so. And it was funny, I think I think it was Easy Honey Band that brought like the most fans there. And it's a small place, you know, there was maybe at the most all evening, there was maybe 50, 60, 70 people there. And um uh, some people took off after Easy Honey played. But um Hungry Girl just blew me away really really if you like rock music check these guys out they fucking rocked to um to use the expletive they were hard they were fast they were uh, it was a trio three guys a guitarist who's the lead singer uh, bass player and drummer and just like metal and punk edge and rock and and just ton of energy. And I don't think they had a song that was more than three minutes. You know, and they were good songwriters. The songs were good. You could understand the lyrics and stuff. Um, but they were just really, really good rock music. And uh, I'm not a headbanger. You know, never ever really was. You know, definitely like some metal and some hard rock. System of the Down, I love. You know, Rage and Metallica and uh, Mars Volta. You know, different bands. But never was my top genre of music, but, um, I was definitely headbanging and, and rocking out, you know, to, to their show. And it just stayed that way. The whole show, they were incredible, incredible performance and incredible, technically and energy and everything. They just brought it. And I was so glad I went out to the show cause it was a late night and, and, uh, I wasn't too thrilled about wandering around, um, Plaza by myself late at night. But um, it was well worth going out to. It was just a fantastic night. And I I, uh, stopped the lead singer on the way out when I was leaving. I was like, dude, that rocked. I'm like, you were amazing, you know, and and keep it up. And um, I chatted with the uh, bouncer a little bit when I came in. And, uh, you know, he said goodnight to me as I was leaving. I'm like, dude, that show was awesome. He's like, man, he goes, every time they come here, they kill. He's like, they're great. He's like, they play every three or four months. So um, I'll be keeping an eye out for Hungry Girl and and trying to get um, some some of my friends that are into rock to um, go out there and join me because they're well worth seeing and checking out and I uh, really hope you guys do. And, and they are going to be the um, closeout song for the show. This, this too because uh, I didn't enjoy him so much. And just like with jazz, you know, I said, I got to support jazz some more. I got to support some more um, local rock some more because all three bands were really good. And, and as I've said enough, hunger girl was, was over the top. So um, that's the shows I saw last month. So it was a good month, really good uh, month of live music. So uh, we got a ton of shows coming in uh, the end of January and into February. I always kind of try to stick to the 30 day uh, calendar here. So, so stick with me. We got a bunch of shows. So tomorrow night, the 23rd, uh, Marco uh, Benevetto, longtime keyboardist on the jam band scene. He's playing neighborhood theater. Uh, also tomorrow night uh there's a kind of a neat night at um at the Visualite uh honky tonk night hosted by Jason Moss and the Hosses who um I saw a few months ago as an opener they're playing uh Visualite on the tomorrow night and then uh Friday is crazy there's actually three shows <laughs> I would go see any of them separately but unfortunately all three bands are in town on the same night uh ripe who's a band out of Boston kind of funk dance high energy band groove band uh one of my friends back up north loves them and is highly recommended to me and this is the second time i'm going to miss them in charlotte so i i kind of suck as a uh, music reference friend there but they're playing film war underground uh yarn who's a really fun high energy bluegrass jammy band uh they're playing visual light uh friday night and the band i'm going to see is uh double makes three at uh, the Fillmore, their uh, Americana and Bluegrass band. I got to see them uh, a number of years ago at uh, Red Rocks, and and they were phenomenal. And, and I saw them out here in Charlotte once, too. So I haven't seen too much of them, so I'm psyched to see it. I've been listening to their new album, getting ready, and their new album sounds great. So that should be a really, really good night at the Fillmore on uh, Friday. And then uh, Saturday, there's two good shows in, in town, too. Charlotte's got a great weekend this weekend between Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But uh, Lucinda Williams, you know, classic all-timer in the Americana genre. She's playing uh, McGloin Theater and it's an anniversary tour of her um, um, Gravel and and Dirt Roads uh, album. I think it's her 25th anniversary on that one. It's a rescheduled show. And then uh, Revelwood Mission is playing Neighborhood Theater uh, Saturday night. I saw them this this summer at uh, the Confluence Festival. At uh, the Whitewater Center, and enjoy them. So they're playing Saturday night. And then uh, Tuesday next week, the 28th, uh, Desmond Jones is playing Free Range Brewing up in Noda. And they're a young jam band out of Michigan. And uh, I think I'm going to get to that one. Um, th- they sound pretty good. And, and I enjoyed that uh, spot up there in Noda. And then fe- going into February, February 5th, uh, Raphael Sadiq, uh, funk, soul, and artist and producer, is uh, coming to Fillmore and I'm sure that'll be a great show uh and then the next night the sixth uh Green Sky Bluegrass who've kind of blown blown up over the last year or two uh they're playing the Fillmore and I'm sure they'll sell that out or, or come very close to it they're real high energy bluegrass and and dance and um I got to s- I've seen them once or twice I know I saw them at the Whitewater Center and feel like I saw them someplace else but they're a fun band uh and then the seventh the next night another uh bluegrass band Town Mountain who's um had some really nice notices lately uh they're playing at the visual light in town on the seventh and then <clears throat> two nights uh Valentine's weekend if you're a hardcore music geek uh you're gonna take your lady out to Asheville to see Humphreys McGee and if you got a lady that'll go to see Humphreys two nights in a row you've done something <laughs> so uh they'll'll they'll, they're playing out there two nights uh love Humphreys and also on the 14th show I plan on going to is uh, Kamasai Washington, uh, saxophonist. He's playing uh, film work kind on of jazz and, and funk and kind of some experimental stuff. I've never seen him, so I'm really psyched to see him here in town. And then the next night on the 15th in town is Tom Sawyer, uh, not the Rush song, and, and uh, rest in peace um, to uh, Neil Pert from Rush, who passed away. Am I? social media timeline was flooded with with references after he passed but uh this is time as in clock sawyer um from what i, I read on the neighborhood site they're uh, americana folk and and uh blues kind of mix of stuff they sound pretty interesting I'm, i might go check that one out and then on the 16th uh music legend uh tony bennett is playing at the belk theater he is well into his 80s now because i saw him years and years ago and he was past 75 then in Boston and he was phenomenal still had the voice and all this guy if you ever get a chance and you enjoy a musical autobiography read his that guy lived life he fought in the battle of the bulge grew up dirt poor and uh you know made a music career and made his music career playing in a lot of <laughs> sketchy mob clubs and stuff and he fought a drug problem and stuff the guy he lived a life and that uh, autobiography is, is, is really good. And and uh, his I own his CD somewhere, of, um, and he won a Grammy for it, for his uh, MTV Unplugged album, and it's great. He sings all his classics. But uh, Tony Bennett, uh, American Treasure for sure. And then on February 17th, Cuzco, another local rock band I wanted to check out. I heard them. There's a Sunday night rock show local show on uh, the modern rock station where they play all local bands. And, and I was coming home from somewhere on a Sunday night and heard Cusco uh, Cuzco and really liked their song. So I, I'd like to go see them. Um, and they're headlining snug Harbor on the 17th and then the 18th, another alt country artist has come into neighborhood theater, Paul Cawthon. And on the 19th of February, um, I don't usually list tribute acts, uh, too much on the calendar, but, um, Uh, Amy, there's going to be an Amy Winehouse uh, tribute uh, at Neighborhood Theater. And the neat thing about it, not only is it Amy Winehouse, who I I loved and uh, didn't get to see live before she passed, but uh, they're doing the tribute with a 12-piece orchestra, which has got to be quite an undertaking. So uh, that might be something worth checking out. And then on February 20th, uh, Railroad Earth, who's been on the jam bluegrass scene for a long time, they're playing the Fillmore. And, uh, the last show is February 22nd. Anderson East is at a McGloin theater who, uh, my friend Lisa loves, uh, a ton. So, uh, if Lisa likes him, I'm sh- sure, other people will enjoy Anderson East as well. He'll be at the McGloin. So, um, that was the run through of what I, I saw in January and a little bit, or what I saw in December rather and a little bit of January. And then uh, what's coming up for the rest of the month and into February. So that's another month's show. Thanks for listening. Um, had fun as always. And as I always say, keep your feedback coming and, and let me know uh, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear, and, and what I can drop. You know, All that good stuff because um, just want to share the music and share the concert experiences and uh, you know, spread more music around to, to more people. So, um, we're going to close out with that hunger girls, uh, song I mentioned, uh, find myself missing you is, is the hunger girl song I, I picked as the closer. So enjoy it and, uh, check them out and have a great month and, uh, go out and enjoy some music. Thanks everybody.